Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil, and I am your host, and I'm so happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living on purpose so that we can experience more yum in our lives. And today, I'm so excited because I have another guest. I have Nedra Cannon, who is a therapist, and she also has um, some roots in mindfulness. And and I, I'm going to be asking her some questions about how uh, mindfulness shows up in her therapy work. So without further ado, <laughs> hi, Nedra. Hi, Sybil. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be here. Thank you. And thank you so much for being a uh, part of this podcast. It's like a baby podcast. And I'm like... I want to kind of make it juicy and interesting for people. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about your work in the world. What do you do? Okay. So um, I have a private practice um, that is based in Michigan. Um, it's called Therapy and Color Counseling and Consulting. Um, we just went through rebranding. It was Nedra Cannon and Associates up until the end of last year. And my practice is really geared towards working with individuals, um, really navigating um, any issue, honestly. But we um, specialize in and do a lot around racial trauma, um, sexual um, trauma, um, anxiety, depression, and a lot of things that people just are navigating. And I also do some consulting and workshops and training um, on a variety of topics. Um, in implicit bias, um, racial trauma and providers, as well as treating sexual complaints um, for women. And so excited about all of that. And um, yeah, my practice is a practice that has um, clinicians that all identify within the Black and Indigenous um, population. So that is awesome. Yeah. So I've known you for, I counted, it's like I've been a little more than 10 years. <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and you took my children's yoga training. I believe you took at least one section like a long time ago. And we even took I a Yeah. We took a training together on um, trauma informed yoga therapy with Kentless Stryker, yeah. which was very cool. Can you tell me when and why you started practicing mindfulness and yoga or just mindfulness? And when did that, yeah. when did, was that born for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I, it was born for me. I was trying to think of the math on it and, oh, goodness gracious. It was born back in, oh, 2010 or so. So probably about 13 about 13 years or so, actually. Um, and it developed in part because of a treatment modality that I um, was learning and got trained in dialectical behavioral therapy. And a lot of what um, that is, is about, right, like um, emotion regulation, distress tolerance, and how you navigate that, um, interpersonal relationships and maintaining those, and um, as well as core mindfulness. So I had the great opportunity of training um, and teaching and also doing a group for adolescents and parents and 
So that's when it first, I got the bug, if you will, um, <laughs> but around mindfulness. And I really have just integrated it into the work that I do um, ongoing and everything I feel like is kind of led through mindfulness. So it stayed with me. And then when we went through those trainings together and when I took your your training as well. So. Yeah. So yeah. You kind of answered my next question was like, do you use mindfulness techniques with your clients? Can you, like, I know they can't like give specifics, well, talk about specific people, but can you give some examples of what types of, like, are you, do you have like a go-to mindfulness techniques that you share with them or do you kind of tailor them based on the patient? All of the above. So, <laughs> um, so depending on what, they need, right? And so for me, mindfulness, um, you know, actually, I remember I had you come out and do a class um, for when I first started private practice, actually, and it was around mindfully eating. Um, and so, so yeah, so, you know, I will integrate it into what activities do you already do? And um, so it's about building that practice, but in terms of specific mindfulness activities, one that I love, and we also call it resourcing in a different treatment modality, but it's called light stream technique. And it's really just about being able to invite, right? Like um, healing light energy in, um, and it's kind of centering on, let's say, a you know, maybe an object or what you would represent as an object in your body of um, anxiety or frustration or what have you, because when we're feeling anxious or tense and things like that, we store it all in our body. So with this particular technique, we really um, have individuals look at, you know, if it had a, a shape, a size, a color, a sound, is it hot or cold? Um, so that distressing feeling, right? And then we invite that healing color. And as they're doing that, they're breathing, you know, and regulating mm -hmm. breath, but they're getting in touch with it, but inviting something else in. Um, and another one of my go-tos really is just about a calm, safe place. So what does a calm, safe place look like for them? Feel like, sound like, smell like even. Um, and so people then really can take that out into the world. And music is huge for me. Like mindfulness and music, like I pair them together. You know, if I'm listening to music, that is something that allows me to just be present. Um, so I incorporate that even in session and have people, you know, just notice and take a breath um, as well as pay particular attention to, a, you know, maybe an instrument or the lyric and um, just notice what you feel before and after. Oh, that I love that. And it's so yeah. yogic, too, because we use a lot of yeah. that imagining the healing white light and all mm -hmm. of that. So amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that you even went into detail on what it could look like or feel like, because yeah. people can actually use that, like, just a little kind of fun freebie, like when you're going through stuff to kind of bring that in. Thank you so much exactly. for sharing that. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Have you always used mindfulness in your practice or, or this is a two part question. If yeah. not, how have your sessions like changed since you started mm -hmm. bringing those things and what, like from your patient side or your client, I'm not right. sure if you call them patients or clients or. 
Right. Um, so depending on the setting that I've been in, right, it's clients or patients, right? Um, but I would say I've always used it, but didn't know I was using it until I was taught the language around it. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So yes. um, because again, like I always think about what makes sense for me as someone who is very driven by um, by sight, by sound, by smell, by movement. Um, and so before I even necessarily knew mindfulness, I've always been someone that um, has enjoyed dance and movement, right? Um, and as much as I didn't prefer exercise in its whole terminology, walking was always something that I could do. So before I knew what it was, that's what I would utilize in session anyhow. Once I learned, right, like the terminology and more of the language around it, I have definitely incorporated more and used that term and using it like, you know, I call it walking talking therapy. And so um, I will encourage clients um, to do that when they're outside of session, because it's also, it allows the brain to process in a different way. Um, And that is mindfulness, right? So just notice, just notice the rhythm, you know, or um, notice the air as you're walking. And so again, integrating it throughout. Yes. And then it becomes like part of your own practice it's it's it becomes part of your routine or how mm-hmm. you kind of interact with life if you will it becomes yes. part of that yeah definitely definitely oh, i yeah. love i just of course i yeah. love all this stuff so <laughs> just lights no, me up <laughs> no i get it and you said something earlier that um i think is important too because um the skill, right? Like that light stream technique that I was mentioning. Um, sometimes you may only meet a person one time, right? They may come for, you know, an intake and then leave. They may come, you know, to meet with you for a session and they never come back, right? But for me, and even for you, I imagine there's something that you want to leave them with so they can take it with them no matter what, right? And so I, um, when I'm first meeting someone, I do my best to still just leave them with some tool, you know, and that's, um, so hopefully that will be helpful, but, and I'm sure for you, even there's some technique, right. That, you know, you may even just refer to, but it's, we have to plant these seeds, right. So, yes. And, you know, it's funny that, and I, I kind of hope that too. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I even started this podcast. Like, how can I make that impression and not necessarily have mm-hmm. to have a physical practice, but mm-hmm. inviting guests on and, and kind of mm-hmm. like talking into the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like really <laughs> powerful. I love that. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now I know that you have created some, are they affirm- affirmation cards? You like created some, journal so they're journal prompts but in a card deck format um because i don't often see those right i mean i Mm -hmm. see um affirmation card decks um and mindfulness even which is a beautiful thing i even have um one sitting on my shelf now but um mindfulness card decks but what i wanted to do was create um journal cards um where people can just 
pull out, you know, one of the cards and just, okay, here's this prompt, you know, like, what did I need when I was 10 that maybe, you know, what did I need to hear when I was 10? And what can I say to myself now? Or, you know, um, just even there's something in there related to food, like relationship with food. Um, There's so many different topics in there. And I created them. Um, They're journal cards um, for healing, growing and thriving as a person of color. And that is, again, my heart, right? Um, My heart is finding, again, different skills and um, ways and tools that we are able to heal, that we're able to connect, and that we're able to thrive. And so with these um, card decks, you can, the way I, you know, envision it and use it is you can do them on your own, right? Um, You can have a girl's night in, a guy's night in, a family night in, and just, you know, pull, pull from the card deck even. And just have conversation, you know, it's great conversation starters. You can use them, um, you know, therapists or even, you know, yogis (laughs) can even (laughs) use them in practice. So they really can be used in so many different formats. Um, And that really just was important to me because, you know, I used to when I was little, right? I mean, I think a lot of us did have journals, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, you know, then we sometimes don't go back to them. Um, right. But this is just an easy way, even just to verbally say it, you know, what, read the question and say, just say it. <laughs> so, yeah. Can you tell um, us the name of your deck again? What it is. It? I'm going to. Matter of fact, I have one in my bag here. Yeah, I think the, I may think not we need to, to know. <laughs> yes, it is the, um, so it's called the um, he- Journal Prompts for Healing, Growing, and Thriving as a Person of Color. So as a POC, you probably can't see them too well, but, um, <laughs> but they're cool. available on um, Amazon. Um, and they're also available on um, the place that actually um, produces them for me is called Vervant. And that's V-E-R-V-A-N-T-E. So, Okay. I'm going to make sure to put yeah. that, put those links in the show notes so that people can get their Perfect. hands on them. That's Perfect. awesome. Thank you Thank for sharing you. that. I had to bring yeah. that up. I'm like, she has a thing. <laughs> yes. Bring that up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. It. So do you have any fun or impactful projects planned for this year? I know last year we were, we planned to, uh, like a long haulers yoga yes. and support group together. Do you have anything on the horizon horizon, not horizon that all you know, of, all of the above, about? right? <laughs> it is a rising, right? But, um, <laughs> So I have actually, um, it's called Sister Soul Space. And that is just something that we have three weeks left of that. It's once weekly on Wednesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30. That particular group is um, intended for um, individuals who identify as um, as Black um, women. Um, and that is a space really to just talk about what it means, what it feels like to show up and be um, as a Black embodied individual. 
Um, and we talk about, we do journal prompts within the group. So we always are leading with that. Um, we talk too about, you know, what it is to be in the workspace. We talk about, you know, mothering. Um, we talk about acts of forgiveness for self. Um, we've also hit on betrayal trauma um, in the past. So a lot of different things come up and it's a great space for people to connect. And what I have coming up is in March, it'll be, um, it's called We Thrive and it's a women's wellness series. So um, it'll be three different topics over the course of three months, once a month. The first topic is actually, I had to write them down, but it's on high functioning anxiety. And um, the next one, so in April, the topic is on depression. Um, and in May, it's on healing after narcissistic abuse. So um, that one, it's um, $50 per group, um, per workshop series, but with the Sister Soul Space, um, that one, I don't have any charge for those. And that one, we will resume it in the, excuse me, in the fall. Um, and also trying to get off the ground this women's um, retreat that will blend all of these things together. So that's coming soon um, to uh, Zoom near you. <laughs> <laughs> so are your other programs, are they in person or are they on Zoom? They're um, all virtual. So you oh, can awesome. be from anywhere and participate, so. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds amazing, especially your, well, both of them, but your upcoming one. I'm like, I think I might have to get into that one Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. Yes. And then I, um, so I'm in process of, I'm, I'm licensed now in Kansas and Tennessee as well. Um, and so working at getting um, my practice expanded into those, but I'm able to see people um, for private pay via Tennessee right now. And Kansas, I do take insurance through for telehealth for both. So, well, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have mm -hmm. to like after our, after we're done with this interview, I have to get the like links to that if you have them, so I can put definitely them in the show notes as well. <laughs> so, finally, where can people find out more about your work in the world? Do you have a website that you wanted to share or a blog? Yeah. So our website is www.therapyincolor.net. Um, we're also on Facebook, um, and that's Therapy in Color Counseling and Consulting. And we're on Instagram and Twitter, and that's um, at underscore therapy, um, capital I for N, and color, the C is capital. That's awesome. Yes, I'm yeah. so excited we had this conversation. I'm excited about Me your work too. in the world. And thank you so much for coming welcome. and being willing to be interviewed by my new baby podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You're and thank you, thank you everyone for listening and check out those links in the show notes. So you can find out about more about what Nedra does in the world. And as always, here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace.